Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line. Hi, welcome to People Know Stuff. And today I'm Deborah Butler, and I'm really happy to have Gary McKillips with me. So Gary knows stuff about retiring and yet remaining very active and very relevant. And he's got a lot of knowledge about how to go about that. And I really feel like he brings a lot to the people that are thinking about retiring, people who have decided they want to pivot and maybe do something new or build on what they've done in a different way. Because Gary spent his life in journalism, and he's actually reinvented himself a couple of times. He's reinventing himself as a retiree. And currently, Gary stays busy, as busy as he wants to, um, acting as a correspondent for AP Radio Sports. And he covers just about all the sports in Atlanta. He also does a monthly column for the Atlanta Business Chronicle, and he also has a podcast, Sports Across the Board. So Gary, you're going to tell us what you know about how to stay relevant. Great. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Deborah. This is a a great opportunity. Um, I'll tell you, there's... uh, there's nothing like staying relevant after you retire because uh, <laughs> the days can get long if you don't have something something to do. Uh, so the way I looked at it is, I guess the first thing you have to do is be realistic about what you can do uh, because there's really uh, some limitations as you get into retirement. Some may be physical, uh, some, well, you'll, you're going to have plenty of time to do different things, but there are still some limits to what you can do. So I would suggest the first thing to do is find out what you really like, what your passion is. Uh, someone once told me that back when we had the yellow pages, that if you don't know what your passion is, you go to the yellow pages and you look for something that really pops out at you. And that may be your passion. Uh, fortunately, some of us have kind of had that passion with us forever. And it's a very easy transition. I was in journalism, public relations, uh, but my real passion has been sports all along. So I was able to transition uh, into more of a full-time role in sports uh, after I retired. So that worked out really well. Yeah, it was very realistic for you, like you say. Right, exactly. Uh And there are some other things, too, that I think are important um, to keep yourself involved. And that would be, you know, just to to keep relationships going with friends and family. That's critical. Um, Keep physically fit, because when we talk about limitations, your physical fitness can create some of those limitations if you if you don't pay attention to it. So that's important. I'll remain forward looking. I think this is uh, something that a lot of people, you know, they kind of living for the day is good. But I think in order to create some energy, 
you have to kind of look forward. I would say if you're 80, put together a five-year plan for when you're going to be 85 or a 10-year plan if you want to, and really go for it because that's going to keep you energized. So that's really important. And the last thing that I think is, is essential is something that uh, an admiral in the Navy, Admiral McRaven, William McRaven, gave a speech at uh, the University of Texas, Austin, to the business school graduating class. And his speech was all about making your bed. And I'm going to read just a little bit of what he said. He said, if you make your bed every morning, you'll have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride and will encourage you to do another task and another and another. And by the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. So I always make the bed. <laughs> I, well, I think there's actually some academic research that correlates making one's bed with success. Yeah. So yeah. he, 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 there's, I, th- I believe there's some research that supports that. Mm-hmm. And he so, has a couple of other things that he mentioned just uh, in that same speech. <clears throat> Start your day with the completed task, which of course is making your bed. Um, grit and determination, Trump talent. I've always believed that. I've always told my kids that there's always going to be people smarter than you, but nobody can out hustle you. And I really think that's uh, something that all of us can live by. Uh, life is not fair. Get over it. Don't fear failure. Embrace it and take calculated risks. Not, and, and again, this applies even to retirement. Just, you know, if you always wanted to do a zip line or, uh, you know, jump out of an airplane, which I think is ridiculous. But if you would want to want to do those things, take the risk as long as it's a calculated risk, you know? So anyway, those are just some nuggets along the line. Well, let's go to some of your most fundamental ones. And it sounds to me like the overarching theme is be intentional mm-hmm. and don't let retirement happen to you but rather treat it like what it is, the next chapter, and know realistically what you have in the way of interest. Mm-hmm. And that may mean just sitting down and doing kind of an interest inventory. It may be that the people that you're in relationships with kind of reflect what your interests are too, because you make the point that it's important to maintain your relationship. Exactly. I think your word intentional is a great one because that's really says what it's about. You're not just sitting around waiting for things to happen or sitting around and, you know, watching TV and eventually that retirement, those retirement years, which go pretty fast, anyhow, will be gone and you've done nothing. Well, you, I like what you say about looking forward and tr- write out a plan, have a plan and look at it in terms of time, just sort of treat it like a business and, um, and, you know, the intentionality of writing it down makes a big difference for any business, but particularly for the business of your retirement. 
And I've just turned off my phone so that we will not be interrupted again. It's one of your relationships. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Actually, it is. It's a sports reporter calling me, but that's another story. So anyway. There you go. And really, you know, I, I think that piece about relationships is especially important in retirement. And it's especially hard, and particularly if you're an introvert, which, you know, isn't so much the case for you. But what what have you noticed about maintaining relationships, about even forging new ones? What are your thoughts about that? Uh, well, first of all, I was an introvert at one time. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, it uh, I think it's kind of a uh, trait of writers because, you know, they're kind of buried with their typewriters, basically, or computers now. But uh, so anyway, so I eventually got got out of that and got into public relations, which is all about relationships. But I think uh, that's where I learned the importance of them, because, you know, relationships lead to a lot of other things. Uh, I remember one guy told me that never turn down an invitation to like a dinner or something, because uh, you never know who you're going to meet and what that could lead to. So absolutely go out of your way, even if it's something you think, oh, this might be boring and I'm not thrilled about going tonight or I don't feel great. You'd be surprised what can happen. So uh, and one thing leads to another. And I think that's one of the great things about relationships and um, open doors. Open doors. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the question of how do you go about doing that when you're retired? Um, don't be afraid to walk up to somebody and say, hi, <laughs> you know, what are you doing? Do you want to have coffee spoken, next spoken week? Spoken like a converted extrovert. Yeah, um, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I'm not convinced that all of those people who haven't uh, develop themselves in a more, you know, extroverted way mm-hmm. can hear what you have to say and feel inspired by it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to push you a little bit. Any ideas about how they might move as you did from being more introverted to being more comfortable about going up and saying, huh? Yeah. Um, first of all, I think you have to try it because it's not always going to work. I mean, you might say, you know, hey, I'll uh, like to get together or something. And they'll say, yeah, sure, sure. And that doesn't happen. Um, I, I'm One example I use is I'm in the men's club at my church. And it just took a while because at first those groups are kind of, kind of a cronyism type situation where people know each other. But eventually, if you keep at it, you break through. And all of a sudden, you have friends that you didn't know you might possibly have. So that uh, that works out well. But so, so what over, I'm hearing you say there is keep showing up. Yeah, and find a place to show up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that that is a part of um, just chipping away, make your bed, do something, mm-hmm. and having a plan that is guiding kind of what you're chipping away at. So, you know, having some kind of vision and, and as you say, you know, you've got a vision, 
but relationships can open new doors and can reshape your vision. Mm-hmm. You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta show up for it. Yeah. You might uh, find that, uh, you know, there's something that uh, you never thought you'd be interested in and all of a sudden it becomes something you do regularly. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people, I think pickleball, for example, is a really new, a good new outlet for a lot of folks who are kind of shy. It's a, it's a, an easy game to play and you can do it as a single or as a couple. And that works out really well. Uh, and on the other hand, it, it certainly addresses staying fit. Yeah. And I have a, a friend who always thinks he would like to get into something. For example, he wanted to get into fly fishing. So he invited me to go fly fishing. And, but before he did any of that, he bought all this equipment and his daughter and his son-in-law, they all bought him all this stuff. Like he'd never been fly fishing. So I think he tried it once and it didn't go so well. And then I realized that I have no interest in this. I'm going to have to break it to him, but <laughs> I have no interest whatsoever getting up at six in the morning and going fly fishing. So anyway, uh, he was barking up the wrong tree. Unfortunately, he did this twice. He did it with golf too. He now has an, an amazing set of clubs, <laughs> but, but they're not going anywhere at this point. So, well, so. I think part of what you're saying is um, too, to, to make, test the waters on what you feel like you might be interested in and you led with saying be realistic mm-hmm. it, it, it makes sense to explore mm-hmm. but it, does, it yeah. also might sen- make sense to do it um with you know just not quite the investment for instance that he made um and 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 i don't think that's an uncommon story um, no, it's right. more theoretical, but you know, down down when you get your hands on the clubs or when you start to you know, wade into the water, it, is this something that feels like it's going to work for you? Yeah, the best thing to do is rent the clubs. <laughs> then you can <laughs> learn <laughs> in a very inexpensive way whether you're interested in this. But yeah. uh, but I th- you know you go back to. Um, Maybe your plan needs to be to explore a variety of things to give yourself your five-year plan might be to explore 25 different things and really identify. And, you know, cause I, part of what I'm hearing you say is give yourself time, just like mm-hmm. the men's group, you kept showing up. Yeah. But that, that's a great point that even in the act of trying different things, you are accomplishing something you're, you know, you're getting out there, maybe six or seven different things, but you're getting out there, you're doing something, you're remaining active, a lot of it may be physical. So you're doing that. So, I mean, that's, that's a great way to look at it. And eventually you'll settle on something most likely. Yes. And the thing that's so important to settle in, settle on is something that is engaging. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like you say, when you retire, the days can be long without something that engages you. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard that the successful retirement includes 3.5 core pursuits. Mm. And so finding those core pursuits, you know, takes time, takes investigation, 
takes getting up and making your bed. Yeah, it always surprised me when people really couldn't find what their thing was or is. And this this starts, you know, years ago when you're first getting into a career, you see a lot of people who are thinking, hmm, what do I want to do? You know, you don't really have that passion or that talent or whatever. Um, so you would hope that over time they've learned something and learn how to figure that out. Um, unfortunately, some people haven't, but but you know, you got to keep at it and something should strike you sooner or later. Yeah. I, mean, I, I have a friend now who's goes from well, she got a master's degree in um, accounting or something like that. Um, she really had no interest in accounting. Um, for some reason, she's in academia. She's in public relations. So she wanted to, I guess, get that degree to more or less fit within her thing. But she didn't care particularly about the degree or anything. So and now she's got it, but it hasn't done anything for her at all. So, so now she's into painting. So, you know. So she's experimenting. Yeah. She's and not retired yet. So this is probably good. Maybe by the time she retires, she'll find out, find something that she really likes. But yeah, you know, so. And I like hearing that story because part of what I hear from it is just open your lens and really explore a wide range of things. Mm -hmm. And that is something that, you know, retirement can afford for some, but you're going to have to get out of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, retirement is a great time uh, if you use it wisely and you find something you enjoy, man, you can get up in the morning and you can do that. You're not going to be bogged down with, uh, you know, paperwork or employee reviews or yeah. The other administrative minutia that goes with most jobs, regardless. Yeah. I mean, even some of the, the passion jobs have that element to it, but, you know. Well, you know, I think that's right, but I'm going to flip some of the things you've said in closing mm-hmm. and treat them like threats. Okay. If you don't um, recognize and, and identify realistically what you like. It's a threat if you can't do that. It's a threat if you're not doing something to stay fit and, you know, physical fitness. It's a threat if um, you don't look forward and don't come up with some kind of plan, even if it's a plan just for the day or the week. And certainly, a a very inspirational thing would be for the next five years. Um, It's a threat if you don't have a plan. And it's really a threat if you don't make your bed. It's a threat if you don't take on the day with a series of efforts that make you feel like I've, you know, I'm, I'm have joined in and yeah. Yeah. Gusto. You need to start with gusto. And there you go. Uh, and it doesn't have to be huge gusto. Just no, no, the no. simple act of completing step one. Yeah. And I think another thing, too, kind of along the lines of everything we've been saying, but kind of stay current, too. I mean, you don't want to be left behind. You don't have to become an expert at, uh, you know, the web or whatever, but at least recognize that it's out there. And, uh, you know, you're still part of 
this bigger world yes on this bigger country and this bigger state so if you you know if you stay up on what's going on i think that helps drive you as well yeah and i i would finish with the most important thing i feel like you shared which is uh you know prioritize relationships some people want a huge number of relationships. Some people are satisfied with a smaller number, but you know, that does seem to serve as a foundation um, to stay related. Mm-hmm. Exactly. To your world and to other people. And it's mm-hmm. a threat if you don't. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. Uh, yeah. You take the uh, opposite point of view and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, that's true. If I, if I don't, you know, put some pep in my step, so to speak, <laughs> I could be left behind. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Yeah. There you go. So we could say uh, you, you definitely are someone who knows something about um, staying engaged and staying relevant, but you're someone who also knows about what can really threaten that. Um, so Absolutely. yeah. Thanks so much for joining me. It was great. Thanks, Gary. Thank you, Deborah. Anytime. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line.